This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because those don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk about intersectional and inclusive feminism in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my lovely, amazing, and giving me a whole bunch of grief because apparently I'm whispering when I'm only just speaking my normal voice co-host, Monica. Hello, wow. Monica. <laughs> Hi, that's a lot of... That's not in th that's not the whole story here, right? It's the entire story. No, that's, that's it. just that's what you hear. <laughs> and that is the story. No, that's mm -hmm. not how it goes. <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. Whatever. Um, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing, I think. That's the, I am that's, that's doing. All I, I can say. The last couple of weeks we've been doing, and today we're also doing, and that's all we can hope for at times. Yep, I agree. But I'm doing, on another side of the spectrum, I'm doing great because we have spectacular people on today yes we do a very spectacular person who i am so proud to have on and very excited to hear her story because we have demeter north aka demi hello hello demi hello thank you for having me here today we're so happy <laughs> um it's so kind demi of surprising that we didn't have you on earlier to be honest well, you know, good things come to those who wait. So exactly. I think we've like, all like been a fine waiting wine. a while. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. So for anybody who doesn't know um, Demi, she is a local, bifactional, bisexual MMO streamer. She is really fucking awesome um, on the Twitch. <laughs> she makes very entertaining Twitter shit posts. Less shit posts, actually, just very good tw Twitter posts. And um, she is just an absolute delight who you can find probably streaming Warcraft or Final Fantasy or her podcast Talking Shit with That's Cap Fantastic. Did yeah. I get it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but look at that memory. <laughs> yeah, lots of fingers and lots of pies. So yeah. You're in good company. <laughs> that, that's, how, that's how it goes, I guess. Also, whatever you enjoy, you got to do right because life's too Absolutely. short. Yeah. <sighs> Absolutely. You got to you got to just throw throw stuff at the wall, take the opportunities that come, mm. see what's fun, try it out. If it's not fun, you know, I, I think you have to give things sort of a bit of time. You can't, mm. you know, two or three goes might not be enough, um, <laughs> and then you'll soon figure out if it's if you're enjoying it or not, yeah. and then you can carry on. Or exactly. walk away. So exactly. true. Also, I guess sometimes you can just like some things are good for a season, then they yep. pause and then they come back for another season or different things. So floating with the flow of life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit I feel like that really ties into all of my poo analogies. So all of your poo what? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> my poo analogies. 
<laughs> on whether an idea is a turd or a floater or a sinker. Yeah. I can Jill, go with that. You need to elaborate on this story because I'm not sure I've heard <laughs> this before. I what really? What, do I you analyze like... your ideas whether or not they are a floater, a sinker, or what a sinker? A floater or a sinker? Is it a good idea or a bad idea? And I coined this with you. I feel like I feel like we're breaking up, Moni. <laughs> Listen, I've been to the musical on the weekend, to a musical I have already seen before, and I shit you not, I could not remember a single fucking thing about this. And it even ended in the end with fire and pyrotechnics and a bang and everything, and I was just sitting there thinking, how do I not remember this? <laughs> but I did not remember a single thing about this. And I even, I do remember I really liked it the first time I saw it, but I couldn't remember anything. I remember, remember any the, of the details. No details. I could not remember the end of it, like what happened. Like, I could not remember, like, the names of the people. I mean, they were all fucking absurd anyway, so I give myself credit <laughs> for that, that I didn't remember them. That's fine. But I couldn't, like, I was sitting there trying to figure out how it would end, even though I had seen it before. And even though in the end everything burns down and there was a loud bang where I almost shot myself. And I was still sitting there thinking, like, no, no recollection of it whatsoever. <laughs> so I feel like you need to give me some credit here, because this is not the only thing I apparently forget in my life. <laughs> but, but my thing is about poo. I and know. I feel like you normally remember poo things. But I've talked so much shit all the time. I feel that it just sinks in the amount of shit talk I do. <laughs> in all the areas, in all the ways also. Not just the literal shit, but general shit. It's just so... It's always about like a big massive pile of poop. <laughs> I don't think Demi was prepared for this. <laughs> Sorry, Demi. I wasn't, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I could have, I could have like studied up on like poop if I'd have needed it. <laughs> well, I feel we we haven't had a full episode on it yet, but we could have filled separate if we yeah collected mm -hmm. all our but you know you know poop, poop is a good indicator of how well you are as well you know consistency color all of that very important one of the first what? podcasts that i ever worked on professionally was about poop and it was very very detailed podcast about poop and it was like yeah. four years ago and i still remember many of the facts that were in that poop episode and there that's go, the reason see. why we have poop shelves because then you can better look at your poop yeah, don't have them in the UK. Mm -mm. Yeah, we I, I, we definitely had them at my parents' house. We don't really have one here, but I've <laughs> recently been in the toilet again where there was a poop shelf, and then I remembered. Yep. I was like, oh yeah, that's what that's This shelves. is a good yeah. thing. Yeah, this is not the bad, the worst thing to have, and um, 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 because it, just the idea of a floating poo in a bowl in wa of water is also very weird to me. But all right. <laughs> Anyway, this is not a, a podcast about shit like usual. We have greatest things to talk about. 
It gives new meaning to the, the podcast name Talking Shit, though. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Also, I have to tell you, you kind of stole Tom's and my idea, <laughs> which is not oh. true, which is not actually an idea. <laughs> but it was very funny in hindsight. Because Tom and I always, when Amanda was in Canada, we had uh, always, we generally, the three of us, used co-work on a Wednesday. And so when Amanda was in Canada, Tom and I still co-worked. So we always chat before we do some co-working. And then we called it, this could be, and Tom always mentioned, this could be a podcast episode. This could have been a podcast episode. (laughs) And then we called the podcast, We Talk About Shit, like we with the English we. Because yeah. it's double smart. And then a couple of months later, you came with a talk about... I forgot the full title now. Talking but Shit. Talking, talking Shit. shit one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look, more people had that great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Which Cap and I do co-work. We do work together. <laughs> so, you know. Love that. Yeah. It's, yep. a good, it's a good time to talk shit, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It still happens when they go off on like a, a tangent. Sometimes I just tune them out and do my own thing. Wow. So Sorry. Rude. I'm, I'm pretty now sure it was obvious though. Out. Glazed over look. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> looking to the side. I'm looking over at this screen. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you don't appreciate our great conversations. It's your own fault. I listen like... 50 percent it's like listening to a podcast it's like listening general, to a podcast right? yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i get that <clears throat> yeah um so now that we've had this really delightful conversation about poop um demi do you want to move into our <laughs> rapid fire round of course yeah excellent this is where we get to know you real quick but it doesn't actually have to be quick but that's okay um okay where are you from I am from uh, the Midlands of the UK. So if you're looking at a map and you see Nottingham, Leicestershire, Derbyshire, that's I'm in that vicinity of, of Great Britain. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really been around that area. Well, when uh, when people ask me where I'm from and I um I say near Nottingham because I've, and then they say her huh? and then you go Robin Hood. <laughs> and then and then they're like okay and actually i'm about 50 minutes from there but it's the closest place that anybody actually knows that's so, true yeah that's what you always need with. to mention the one that's most the most popular because yeah. people are otherwise not able to no. put you on the map anywhere no. <laughs> and to be honest for us folk that would be like just around the corner <laughs> yeah true <laughs> true i'm like 50 minutes oh yeah that's really close so. yeah i think if if my hometown had like a greater population it would be easier to say this is where i'm from mm. but i live in quite a small town um so you know it would not be difficult to uh, find where i am and as we know as women on the internet that's not always a good thing so. yeah not everybody needs mm-hmm. to know where exactly you are yeah I mean, yeah, also, to be that. honest, living in a small town, I have very low fear of people coming after me because you first, even though you know where I am, there's literally nothing you can send after me. Like, <laughs> come on, come at me with a couple of cows. <laughs> like, 
Mm-hmm. I think it will be a hard time to find an assassin around here. Fair. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bunkers, assassins, sound yeah. of music. It's all going on in yeah. Austria. Sound of music, excuse me. <laughs> hey, you know what that movie was about. <laughs> the Nazis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Demi, what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her. Not like I said earlier in Squadcast, he, her, by mistake, because I missed the S off. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong if that's what you want, but yeah, I, I am she, her, so. Thank you. And when are you a geek since? So a year and maybe a story of a first geeky experience? So I was thinking about this, and I think probably, like, my, my hoodie, which is kind of hidden by my microphone. There you go. Uh, my hoodie might give it away a, a little bit. Um, I... I sort of track my geek roots back to watching Star Trek The Next Generation when I was sort of, well, I was it was in the living room with my dad and we, it was sort of Doctor Who, Star Trek, Next Generation. So that's sort of my era. I guess I would have been 10, 12, that kind of age. Um, and I've sort of gone on from there with Star Trek all that like for the rest of my life i wrote my university thesis on it of all things and actually that I kind of cement- that. yeah that kind of cemented my love of it more i think um so that's probably where it comes from i didn't really get into sort of the fantasy side until i started playing world of warcraft like 15 years ago or whatever um but yeah much uh, a, a much stronger basis in sci-fi geekery um, but I think sort of 10, 11, 12. Maybe a bit younger for Doctor Who because I definitely remember hiding behind the sofa for some Doctor Who episodes because they were so scary as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but Star Trek's probably where I, I kind of went full hog, if you like, and embraced it all a bit more. <laughs> uh, the Star Trek is one thing that I've never gotten into and I feel like I, I really should because I think I'd like it. But I feel, also feel like it's an investment. It is, it is an investment, but I think there's a beauty to it that if there's a, so there are some Star Trek fans who, uh, even as a Star Trek fan, they're a little bit much, um, and they can be, um, you know, well, you have to like all of it. And that's ridiculous because there is so much Star Trek um you know there's the original series which was groundbreaking in its own way there's the next generation which was allegedly what gene roddenberry wanted the original series to be but the the networks weren't up for it they weren't ready for it um then you've got the films which hand on heart the only film that i have seen apart from the more recent ones is first contact i have not watched any of the shatner films um so I haven't done all of those. But then you've got um, Enterprise, which was the Scott Bakula series. I didn't really, I don't really get on with Enterprise either. But I love all of the new stuff. I love Strange New Worlds. I love Discovery. I love Picard. Um, all of that has been fantastic. Um, so, you know, there's, there is something for everybody. There's the Lower Deck series, which is like an animated series of rather than these high level people up on the bridge who actually, you know, make all the decisions and whatever, it's the people that actually go down, you know, it's the guys that are scrubbing the toilets effectively. 
you know, so it's a much, you know, it's the people on the ground. Um, and it, oh, it's just, it's a utopian version of the f- vision of the future. Um, and the portrayal of minorities of all makeups and backgrounds has always been a strong presence in Star Trek. Um, and I think that's only got better as sort of it's it's grown and it's developed, um, you know. And even in sort of the the next generation era where we had Voyager and Deep Space Nine as well, we had a trans character effectively. We had people who um, had been through those things. We had gay couples and it was it wasn't there's the, <laughs> there's a lot of people saying, oh, Star Trek didn't used to shoehorn these things in. It's like it's always been part of Star Trek. You just didn't notice it. And now you've suddenly become so conservative that you've decided it is shoehorning it in. It isn't. And it never mm-hmm. has done. It always makes sense for the character. And sometimes it's as simple as a male presenting character walking around in the background in a skirt, in a mini skirt, you know, and it can be as simple as that. And back in the original series, that was a huge deal because you just didn't see it. Um, so yeah, that's I just love it, and I've loved I love it more the older I've got as well. Um, so little little interesting tidbit: Lucille Ball uh, is the whole. If it hadn't been for her, Star Trek would never have been produced in the first place because she pushed the network. I for didn't the, know that. Yeah, for the original series, she pushed them to get it produced. So without her, we wouldn't have Star Trek at all. Oh, so she's amazing. Yeah, wild. Yeah. No, that's so cool. Um. That makes me really want to watch Star Wars or Star Wars. Wow, Star Trek I can watch Star Wars too. That's the, but that's the other thing. People are like, "Do you like Star Wars or Star Trek?" And I'm like, "I like why them both." both? Yeah, I don't understand why this is a conflict you know? of interest because it's literally about mm-hmm. similar things. Yeah, like they're, they're, it's about aliens and the outside and world and space and shit. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, apologies for my brain was just like (laughs) the word that comes after star is clearly wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So obviously um, we can include Star Trek as one of your biggest influences. But what are some of your others? Um, Well, Star Wars is one of them, but that's more to do with um, Carrie Fisher. She's been more so in later life has been a big influence on me. Um, I'd also say sort of the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of scooped me up and carried me along a lot as well. Um, what else? Fantasy wise, I've gotten into Game of I was a huge Game of Thrones fan. Um, I got into Wheel of Time thanks to the Amazon Prime series. I've gone through all of the books for that now. Oh wow, you've read them all. I've only made it through three of them so far. I have to hold my hand up and say I did it all on Audible. That's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm no, just, I'm just imp- nothing wrong impressed because they're no. chunky books. Yeah, they were. They are hugely chunky books. But the uh, at the time that I was listening to most of them, I was um, working. Well, I was working as a domestic cleaner, so I had an audio book on all the time, mm-hmm. and it made a huge difference. Um, so yeah, that I think those sorts of things have come to me as well. Um, <laughs> and yeah like Doctor Who way back um, that was always been a big influence I I haven't done as much with the newer series I sort of I I liked 
Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant and Matt Smith and then I kind of lost interest in it along the way there as well. Um, but yeah, I think lots but and lots of things one really. is so gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think this is a must watch for everyone just because be, I mean, yeah, so I'll be gay. giving it a try. And also because Jinx Monsoon is going to be in it. So, yeah. you know, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot to be said for it and, and trying it again. Um, but yeah, th- those are sort of the things that really got me. And, and, you know, in terms of computer games, we didn't really have, we didn't have a console growing up. Um, we had an Amstrad, <laughs> an Amstrad PC with like a knockoff version of Frogger on it. Um, and then we got a flight simulator. And then I think the first time I ever actually owned a console was a PlayStation 1 or 2 when I got Tekken. And I got into that. But then it was always like very game specific. So I loved Godfather on Xbox. I loved God of War on the PlayStation Portable. I played that on. Going way back. Um, And then I had Sims on the PC and Age of Empires. Um, And then I really didn't play anything until... Wow. And WoW, WoW was the game that I played and still play for more on i've had breaks but you know consistently for 30 30 years no since i was 30 not 30 years jesus <laughs> uh, for 15 years um but yeah that's and and now uh, i think like a lot of people after the world of warcraft well the blizzard entertainment activision blizzard king debacle it kind of the blinkers came off a bit and i'm mm. I play a lot of other games now. Like I got mm. back into The Sims. I started Final Fantasy. Um, I want to play other games. Um, I've started playing Overwatch of all things. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, but it's yeah, I love I love all of it. I love all the geeky stuff. Like I, there's areas that I'm not as au fait with, and there's like Star Trek is probably the one that I'm most deeply embedded in um and and that's uh, apart from wow possibly um but yeah i i love all of it if somebody tells me like this is a really geeky thing i think you'll like it i'll be like okay i'll try it (laughs) i love that i love that and you've answered our question about your current geeky pastimes oh yeah yeah Yeah. you just bled that right in there and i love it um (laughs) so how are you finding sorry just total tangent here how are you finding overwatch 2 compared to overwatch um, so I didn't really play the first Overwatch. I am not an I'm not a kind of shooter game player really. It's just never been my thing. Um and I got into it because one of the stream teams that I'm on teamwork is having uh, an Overwatch tournament for Pride oh, and fun. and that's going to be awesome fun. So a few of us in there that are not really FPS players have said, "Okay, we'll we'll join in." And you can carry us. <laughs> and it's turned out to be something that, yeah, I, my kid and I play together. We really enjoy it. Um, and he's amazing at those games. Are. Like, I am horrific. The youths are so yeah. weak. Know what they're yeah. doing. But he's really good. And he's a really patient teacher as well, actually. I've really, so we really enjoy playing. Um, and he's that's been really good fun so as somebody who's like i've dabbled in Fortnite as well but i'm not great at that i got a second because i hid 
Well, I think that's how it works 90% of the time. It's called strategy, exactly. And yeah. So, yeah, but I, I like Overwatch. I find the friction between learning and um getting my ass handed to me every single fight every three (laughs) seconds um a little frustrating but i know that with time and practice i can get better Mm. um what's that like (laughs) (laughs) up to a point i'll never be great but i will improve up to a point like um and i've swapped characters so i'd started on I'd started on Ash because I thought she was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly realized I am not the person to play this character yet. She demands a lot more skill than I have. So I, I switched. had the same experience with her. Mm. I was like, ooh. Yeah, she's awesome. But to get the best out of her um, ultimate and her abilities, you know, you need to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. So <laughs> so I switched to Soldier 76, who is he's built as an entry-level character. He's built to be easy. You know, you basically point and shoot, and he's got mm-hmm. a heal. And his ultimate is to run, you know... It, oh, not his ultimate, uh, but one of... Oh, his ultimate is that you can target something without having to target, which, for me, is spectacular. But he's also got... Um, an ability to run just straight run faster you don't have to jump up in the air you don't have to like target anything or look at anything you just jump you know you just run faster i was like okay this is straightforward i can handle this um so yeah so i think i'll be doing soldier 76 um and i i really like it i like the aesthetics of it i like the cartoony look Mm -hmm. um the bright colors you know i i don't imagine i'm the sort of person that's ever going to step into cod because why would I put myself through that? Mm-hmm. Um, but playing Overwatch with a group of friends mm. where you're chatting um, via Discord and you don't have to go via Overwatch voice lobbies or anything like that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it as well. I wish that I could play it longer, but I, it makes me, it gives me motion, motion sickness after a while. Oh, goodness. With the FPS. Yeah. Like I'm just, but I really enjoy it. And I'm like, I could see myself playing this a lot if I didn't have to not play it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have to not play it yeah um so we don't have a specific topic today as we've discussed uh we mostly just want to chat with you and hear about (laughs) you know your experiences on twitch and in podcasting because talking shit isn't your first podcast is it no Um, it's not talking about your experiences in game and basically anything else you want to talk about just because we think you're awesome (laughs) very kind of you to say so thank you <laughs> it's just facts, yeah, <laughs> facts. um well you, you mentioned about um talking shit not being my first podcast it's not so the first one that i really got my teeth in well the first one that i did and i was able to get my teeth into was the third faction um and that was alongside bricko the podcast is still running um now hosted by bricko and miss listra um and that was set up um unfortunately for us although actually it turned out in our favor we launched that we'd been talking about it for a while and we launched it the week after the allegations came out about the method raid team and one particular member um who was alleged to have raped somebody um and it was yeah and that and we launched on with that as like the backdrop launching a podcast called the third faction designed (laughs) 
because we wanted to you know we thought we're not horde we're not alliance we play we both we play both um uh factions the third faction is the player base and the people that enjoy the game and we want to help people find other good safe environments to go and enjoy whether they're content creators or their players or whatever it might be and we had to launch on the back of that so our first episode was uh, me and Bricko going this is exactly why we need this podcast and why we are not going to stand for this sort of stuff um so that sort of that was the background and and you know I, I enjoyed my time doing it I got to interview some fantastic people in the wow community some very well-known names um and and introduce some lesser known people to to the community as well and and hopefully you know help them engage with more people and spread their message and and I really enjoyed it the the problem was the reason that I had to step back I stepped back the beginning of last year essentially because I had no energy mm-hmm. I was done I'd been so I was streaming I was podcasting I was running my own business raising my child um looking after the house you know I'm a lone parent so immediately you have significantly reduced time energy interest priorities basically everything kind of falls beside the wayside um and I'd I'd also stepped away from World of Warcraft for a bit at that point I was a guild leader um our raid leader at the time had been out for a while because he'd broken his shoulder doing a Naruto rug in, a, in the car park. <laughs> really <laughs> Sorry, helpful. Sorry, I mean upsetting, but also what a legendary <laughs> way to break a hand. Yep. What a great way to uh, knock yourself out of any, everything any, for a any while. Anytime I want to knock myself out, it's because I did a Naruto run in a weird yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> So he was doing a Naruto. I think they'd been to like a fireworks display or something and he was running back to the car and he <laughs> he did a Naruto run and fell over, landed on his shoulder, <laughs> broke all of his collarbone. So he was out hell. basically. So he couldn't raid lead. And I find raid leading, it, I, I am just not built for it. Like I can lead a team in a business environment. I've done it. I'm happy to do it. It's not a problem. But doing it in a raid environment it's too much pressure and as a melee dps character was I, I might even have been tanking at that point not sure it was too much so when he came back from there i stepped away from wow for a bit took a bit of a break um stopped the podcast you know stepped away from the podcast as well um and just kind of had a had a bit of a break from everything Really? I can't... I must have been playing Final Fantasy at, at that time. I can't remember 100% if I was. Um, but I would have been doing something. Um, and I... Yeah, I just stepped away from the podcast. And then in May last year, the big thing that changed was I got a job. <laughs> I wound up the business and went back into, like, working for a, a big corporation. Um, but in a... Uh, sort of entry level job so I've learned a lot my brain is like quite happy to have enough to learn and enough to do without coming out of it at five o'clock and going oh my god I'm just exhausted (laughs) um and I actually I do more hours than I did self-employed but literally at five o'clock I'm done Mm -hmm. I don't have to carry it home with me cannot compare such a difference cannot compare the self-employed brain with the employed Mm -hmm. brain it's just 
it's a, a completely different, league, different world. Even if you, even if you just do the well, just working twenty hours as a self-employed person is not just working twenty hours no, as a self-employed it's not. person. It's so. definitely not. It's it's hard work being self-employed, and I did it for the time that I needed to do it when Kiddo was young, and I needed to be there for him. And he's he's just turned eleven now. I've been in the job nearly a year. Um, and what it's enabled me to do is have the brain power again to think about creating other things. Mm-hmm. So the podcast um, with Cap, um, apart from like being able to do a podcast with one of my best friends and being able to talk about anything and everything that we, you know, that we think of, which we had wanted to do some kind of like third faction after dark kind of thing where we would mm-hmm. talk about those sorts of things but it just wasn't feasible at the time mm-hmm. um and being able to do it with cap also on the same time zone i can't tell you how much of a difference that makes as well <laughs> it, it really does, it yeah. really does. Uh-huh. um so being able to do it with cap on the same time zone and we try and do it for like it's we're supposed to do half an hour we never manage half an hour mm-hmm. we always go over Understand. Um, yeah and we you know it's 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 an absolute joy and we're feeling our way out with it still in its early days and you know we're taking a break this week because we need and we know we need to make some tweaks and then we just have to you know f- we're still feeling it out quite a lot um because we want it to do really really well and that means we we have to make some changes here and there along the way um but i really enjoy it we take it in turns to do the sort of production side of it and do the background and the sh- write the show notes and and all that um but cap is also a parent um you know he works full time he streams we've we've got very similar kind of time pressures and things so we've always said we will aim to do once a week but we accept that as parents as yeah. people who work full time that may not always happen mm-hmm. you know and and if if somebody wants to come out and say hey look we'll we'll pay you each to just do this full time like yeah great brilliant mm. bring it on but you know that's a long ways off if it would ever happen but you know um i really enjoy it i'm grateful that the opportunity happened again and that i was able to pick up a podcast um yeah and I, I really enjoy it and alongside doing the twitch streaming it's just it feels really good at the moment it feels all feels really good nice. like that side of it is yeah it's I a joy that. <laughs> that's what you want when it comes to podcasting and making yeah. content and just, just doing things that you love and that feel really good as they go yeah um, and one thing that I really love about your podcast is that you're talking about some like really deep things. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think you had a, an episode recently about, was it adoption? Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, just talking about adoption is always yeah. like a highly emotional topic, I think. so. It is, yeah. And Caps, um, so he won't mind me saying this because it, it's public knowledge that he is an adopted adoptive parent um and he you know the reason that we part of the reason that we we started talking shit was to talk about things that are important to us and adoption is very important to him um and and we treat it as a safe space to learn and grow and we don't pretend to have all the answers because 
we're just two people. We're not necessarily experts in these topics, but they're important to us. And I learned so much on that show about the adoption process in the UK. And it is different in different countries. Um, and probably even in different regions of the UK, it can be very different. Um, so I learned a huge amount about the process and how long it actually takes. I mean, it is a long time and you have to be committed before you, you know, before you even get matched with a child, you have been through at least two panel interviews, if not three, you know, it's a long process and they do put you through the ringer, which is totally understandable because you're, you know, proposing that you want to adopt a human being and raise them. Um, and that it's important that that is done with due care and consideration. Um, but I, yeah, I had no idea that it mm -hmm. took that long or how much, how much kind of energy that takes to go through that. Um, so yeah, so we talk about a lot of kind of emotional stuff like that. We've done, I mean, we've done lighter stuff. We've done TikTok. You know, when TikTok was in the news, when TikTok was in the news um, in America, well, around the world, but predominantly in America, we talked about TikTok. Um, and it turns out that my experience of TikTok is TikTok is very different to Cap's experience of TikTok. He's found it a bit um, not always as fun and joyful and, uh, and sort of f finds himself falling into a black hole with it a bit, whereas I find it really uh, uplifting and, and educational um and and yeah and so i said i've said to him you know go go back and try and change your algorithm a bit to see who you get shown um and see what comes up because i have so i have a lot of well at the moment i have a lot of pets this has changed <laughs> so the tiktok algorithm will change like when i first got there i was getting all the uh straight male thirst traps mm -hmm. which in some ways yeah brilliant in other ways like minimum effort boys really minimum effort standing there doing the old licking your lips thing waving you know kind of like top off at the camera Ugh, god it's boring. boring yeah it's so yeah. boring um whereas i've shifted through i've have i have uh, lesbian TikTok, trans TikTok, podcast TikTok, pets, cooking, comedy, um, all like all sorts of crazy stuff. Look, I'm I I'm now getting more mums in the UK. I've had a very heavy dose of US TikTok, and I seem to be working my way into the um, kind of UK mums TikTok um i've had i get a bit of makeup tiktok a bit of get ready with me tiktok you know all these little bits that you can it's like for me it's like a magazine i just mm -hmm. go in and pick out bits and pieces and um if i'm not interested in something i mark not interested and then i don't oh, get it right. again like you're yeah. like very cur curating your feet then by yeah actively, absolutely actively because letting them know i don't want to see this yeah. anymore Got, yep. Yeah. And if I like something, I will um so if you like you can heart stuff on TikTok, but if you spam if you spam your finger on that video, it creates more hearts and it, again, it tells TikTok I really like this. 
show me more oh, of this. Yeah. I didn't know that. I feel like mm. I need a TikTok masterclass, like how, <laughs> how to actually use this platform. Well, because I'm very, I don't I'm, know. <laughs> I'm great as a consumer on there at the moment. I don't post a lot on there. And most of what I do post is stupid filters. Things like how old are you? Which Game of Thrones character are you? All that, like ridiculous. I'm not adding any value whatsoever. Um, but I really just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy like a lot of the content. There's some game create gamers on there. There's um, Sims creators that I like for watching builds for The Sims. Oh, it's amazing! Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, there's one WoW streamer who has more she's had more success on tiktok than she has on twitch in years and she's a twitch partner yeah um but she's just tipped a hundred thousand followers on tiktok oh wow it's so hard yeah. to get live streaming on tiktok though isn't it you mm. need to have like a mm-hmm. thousand followers or something yeah you need a thousand followers um and then you have to have an agency get you a key or something i don't what? know it's all right. yeah there's, sounds very it's, complicated it is it is very complicated but in terms of like consumption of media i love it so yeah so we did an episode on that uh we've done celibacy we've done this last episode was relationships over 40 um and yeah we got pretty graphic about like sexy times and how you have a sexy time when you're a single lady (laughs) (laughs) and how you have a sexy time when you're in a gay couple and um like the dating apps you know which and and sort of out of that imagine anything worse like well out of yeah it's it's horrendous out of that episode i have said i'll start dating this year why have i done this to myself (laughs) yeah i saw your tweets i was like okay (laughs) yeah so i i i asked the question on facebook earlier today i was like where if i don't want to use the dating apps where am i going to meet people and people are like go down the pub go to go to these groups wants to do that like well not not a sober person who in the world (laughs) ever made a great connection like great connection in the bar that lasted for a while yeah, like the no. shit you need to weed through in a bar mm-hmm. in yeah, person like, just... also and just like yeah. what <laughs> fuck like at least if it's on an app you can swipe the shit away and ghost or yeah, never true, talk to them true. ever again yeah. but if somebody's coming up to you at the bar and is rubbing your, their feet against you like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was a very specific that was because that happened yeah. to me one time oh that's the God. one time I no. go to a bar and then some weird ass dude comes up and starts rubbing his leg against mine while I was asking <gasps> waiting to get a drink and I'm like is this how it works like what the fuck is happening here people are weird man why yeah why that's messed yeah. up yeah no no I, I was on the dating apps about I think it must have been two years ago and I came off them and I'd been, I'd been dating, I'd dated, I think we'd done five dates with, I'd had five dates, I think with this guy and I, I came off the dating apps. Oh dear. And I had to call it off with him and nothing like, I'd not even kissed him and I realized like, I had no attraction to him because he just annoyed me. Mm. And I was like, if that's the overriding feeling I have with somebody after five dates, that's not good, is it? No. And there was nothing wrong with him. He was, I'm sure he was a very nice guy. And in other circumstances, somebody is going to do very well and have a lovely boyfriend, partner, future husband, whatever. 
but I just found him annoying. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's you know, why we like different people, right? So that exactly. all of us have some Absolutely. chance to, to meet yeah. someone if they want to. Yeah. So yeah, so we've we've talked we've talked a lot about sort of all well all sorts of things really and um, i think we're only on episode like five or six mm-hmm. on talking shit so we've got you know there's a lot of ground to cover you know um then we did um body dysmorphic disorder we've we there's things that we want to talk about like uh bisexual erasure and um what else um like we've had an idea pitched to us so there's there's people like pitching us ideas now and people suggesting things which is great um so there's all sorts of things that we you know we we can talk about and we want to talk about on on the show um and i'm as i said i'm very lucky that cap and i are is it simpatico when you're like just kind of like in sync with each other a lot of the time um yeah that we we are in that sort of position that we can do that um and that we both understand the things that each other's got going on outside of that as well like streaming and building other content platforms um so yeah it's it's all it's all good and i really enjoy it (laughs) i'm so glad um so how long have you been streaming on twitch now uh three it uh three and a half ish years i think it and yeah it must be three and a half it'll be four years in august okay yeah four years in august and i am not like a massive streamer i have just over i think 1100 followers and i'm you know I'm a little bit older than most stream people are when they start streaming. I am 45 years old and I've kind of, I've been around the houses a bit and come to terms with the fact that I am older than most people and I have things like a mortgage that I have to pay. So I'm not going to be able to just decide, oh, I'm going to go full time on creating content. Um, And I'm okay with that. Also, it's a, it's a, I think people also underestimate what it takes to be a content creator. Oh, yeah. Because not only, I think there is a combination of a lot of things. I think that's entire COVID area led people to believe that it's so easy to just become a streamer and be successful Mm -hmm. with it. But they don't look at the bigger picture and are not aware that this was a unique time in everyone's Mm -hmm. life where we literally didn't leave the house right so what are you gonna do what are people gonna do obviously they go to places like twitch or whatever because it's the great the best combination you can find it's a way to create community and meet people while you're still at home so this was the perfect place to be really right but that all changed now that people can go back out again. And obviously yeah. that's what you see. And then it's not just I'm going to sit in and I'm going to play, play a bunch of video games or whatever. There's so much more attached to all of it. And people sometimes just don't have the wider view of what it takes and how much work it actually is to, yeah. to really create content full time. And to make a living off of it that is making sense because of how fluctuating it is all the time and you need to have some kind of security or work really hard in a special and do like 
to 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 have a certain security for yourself because i think it's just genuinely really insecure yeah job to do as well it's not a stable income yeah content creation on its own is not a stable income um if you're looking at like uh if you're just on twitch that's not stable income you can't guarantee that you're going to get x amount of gifted subs every yeah. month and gifted subs as a as a i don't like to say smaller streamer because i think you can have a yeah a a a smaller community and still have a big impact yeah mm-hmm. um but you know if if people are gifting like this month is a really good example for me i had my birth my birthday's the first of april so i had a birthday stream I know that the gifted subs I got then will not be replicated next month. Of I cannot course, rely on yeah. that as an income. Mm-hmm. And you to be a full-time streamer. So I prior to Christmas I was trying to stream four nights. And that left me with three nights the weekend so I could do a additional stream on the weekend if I wanted to. Um but I was getting a bit burnt out. I was yeah. also having some serious software and hardware issues because I was on a Mac and I've now switched to a pc for the first time in a good few number of years um but if you're not able to do the things behind the stream like like the simple the crazy things like setting up a stream deck so that you can have good interactions setting up something some um add-ons like um there's a website called triggerfy which enables um big interactions on your stream and and sounders and all this sort of thing if you haven't got the time to do that because all you're doing is streaming i found i wasn't enjoying it as much i really like to have the staff the staff oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i do not think of my community as staff (laughs) jesus christ what a freudian slip why did i say staff what was i what was i subconsciously thinking about Anyway, uh, I like to have my community interact. And one of the ways to do that is is, think, is to create, you know, you have to create the ways that they can interact. Mm-hmm. And if you're always streaming like I was, and I like the, the time that I had spare, I was just always streaming, then I don't have time yeah. to do that sort of stuff. So when I had an enforced break, because I had no means of streaming um, over Christmas and New Year and into the middle of January... Um, I thought about how, what do I want my stream to look like when I come back? What, what things do I want? Um, and I built a lot of the stuff through Triggerfire, through my stream deck so that I could make things more interactive. And I stream three nights a week. I stream usually minimum of two hours. Depending on how I feel and what my child's needs are, I can go longer. And then I will usually stream one day a weekend as well. Um, and I will take full advantage of the plethora of bank holidays that are about to hit us in the UK over the next month as well. <laughs> There's so many. There is. <laughs> there it's really great. is, I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I had to do that. But if you're a full-time content creator, part of your job is doing all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then marketing yourself. So whether you're marketing yourself on Twitter, don't try it anymore, bitch now shit, <laughs> or um, you know, or you're creating content on YouTube, or you're using your Twitch content to then post onto YouTube to make shorts or whatever, or onto TikTok or Instagram, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, 
And if you chuck into that other platforms that you might be creating content for, whether it's Kofi or OnlyFans or um, what's one of the other ones? That's, oh, Patreon. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of those, you know, you've got to like have different content. You know, you've got to have the time to create the content to push it out. It's a lot of goddamn work. Mm-hmm. Also, you um, need the space to find the creativity to come up with yeah. new shit. It's not just the implementing it all. It's like thinking of things to implement. Yeah. And I think sometimes that takes... You need way more breathing room for that often, for ideas to even come to you again, especially when you're like treading so thinly like you did with your job and everything, like with being self-employed and all that. I think it's so underrated also to be aware that th- there is no time to be creative no. to think about this. I can't sit at my job like while I'm on the shitter at the company that I'm employed at, um, getting paid for this, thinking about what I'm going to do during my stream, right? Like, yeah. So, so it's just that there's such a, such a different dynamic, and yeah, it's there is just a huge... so much. And especially with streaming, you want to make it fun for people. You want to make do great things and want to improve the stream. Not even because you want to be successful and make a full time living off of streaming but because you like it because you like the community aspect of it or whatever and then you still want it to be better and be more enjoyable and it's just so much brain power that goes into it too and and that's exactly what yeah uh, exactly what i felt when i stopped the podcast when i stepped away from final uh final faction third faction (laughs) And my brain is like a bit of a jumble uh, apparently today. When I sort of stepped back from third faction and I stepped back from the guild at the beginning of last year, it it was because I had no headspace. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the room to think creatively. And, you know, stepping into a nine to five job where there is guaranteed security in my income um, and where I have a phenomenal group of colleagues and a, and a boss um it's it makes it's made it so much easier and i have yeah. that brain space to be creative i have to be careful that i don't like do just streaming if that makes sense like mm-hmm. i have to give myself the downtime to allow that creative stuff to still mm-hmm. come in um there are things that i want to do on stream that i haven't got around to yet there are bigger things that i want to do with the interaction um but it is as you said monica for me it is about having a really interactive community that are in a safe, inclusive space. Mm. Um, you know, I have people that I care about very, very dearly that have come through streaming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm not about to let them have a shit time online. So I will always do my best to protect them. Um, and I just want to, I just want to hang out with nice people and be silly and goofy and, um i I know people who have caught me and cap streaming together side by like actually physically side by side will see that we are he well the last time we did it it was very impromptu and i just rocked up at his house um (laughs) about two weeks ago because we don't live close but he lives in the vicinity of our office so i was down there for training and i just said oh i've just arrived 
And then I messaged him about 10 minutes later and said, shall I come over? <laughs> I know you're streaming, but shall I come over? So, you know, and, and I just sit there in the background being really goofy and um, distracting easy. him and just having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's for me, that's what it's about. It's about like having a good time and being goofy and hanging out with your friends and having those friends feel safe um, and included and mm-hmm. not being scared that somebody's gonna call them out or other them yeah you know yeah um also to come back to what you said before because you mentioned you are older just because you're 45 and that's maybe a different um like different to what you otherwise might see on twitch but i think you underestimate how many people want and need people need to see people like you doing it because and i said they said this a couple of times here on the podcast as well i am not yet in it where you are right now age-wise but there is <laughs> but i'm on my fast way there and and i have ba- i barely have anyone especially women that are older than me that are geeky as well that mm. i can look at and look up to and be like oh this is what it's like so there is room and there is space for me too when i'm older this is not just me having a phase and not having grown up yet or whatever and will and me will and that i will ever grow out of it or whatever it's it's totally fine i am me and i can be me just like that also when i'm older and I think that's super fucking important. And I only got like, I feel like only with Twitch, I found a couple of people where I'm like, I, I just want to be like you when I'm older, right? <laughs> and that's, that's just like you when I grow up. And that's just where I'm like, exactly. And that's, that's it, right? Because what Anxiety Gamer says in chat, like 45 and I still, and I think my folks are still waiting for me to grow out of it. Like <laughs> I had people ask me when I got a tattoo, of something um geeky people ask me that are 10 years younger than me ask me what if you what if you grow up and i'm like i'm already 35 what the fuck do you mean like that was when i got uh, it and yeah. now i'm almost 38 so i'm like what what do you mean when i get out when i grow out of it when i'm older when i when i become an adult i'm already a fucking adult i do exactly. adult shit all the <laughs> yeah. time what do you mean and and so i think it's so important for people to see and there is a big group of more mature people that want the same thing like the community that we're part of and that the reason why like i personally stuck around um on twitch mostly is because of ben who was in chat before like this is also a more mature audience right there are people that are well over 30 and older as well and it's just like we are there we need room too and yes when you go to twitchcon you feel like the oldest person on (laughs) like in the vicinity of it all but it's still like you know that what you built is great and what you what what is there there, there's a space and the spaces and even if it's just a small little space in comparison to the entire platform it's a it's a good one it's a high quality one and it's one that is needed by everybody who's in it and so that's why i think it's fuck the fuck the generals general everything (laughs) of twitch because whatever but we need you and we need people like you to do that because we also need to be seen and have a space as well 
Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I don't plan on going anywhere. Perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I learnt. I I learnt from haughty chicken really mm. that especially as a woman, we can take up that space mm. and we should and we shouldn't be apologetic for yeah. it. Um, and the older that the older I've got, the more kind of unapologetic I have become. Um, and the more pissed off and angry I have become at the people that try and say that we aren't in these spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might often, you mentioned shit posts on Twitter. <laughs> One of the things that really annoys me is when they say, where's my 30 and up gamers? And I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's people in their 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s yeah. playing video games, exactly. you know, as as a, they have been gamers longer than you have been alive. Absolutely. As a as somebody who <laughs> consider, you know, I'm kind of on the cusp of um, uh, Gen X and millennials, but sort of this generation were the first to have computer consoles in their mm-hmm. homes. You know, mm-hmm. we've been around a long time. You know, we played Pong, darling. You know, it's <laughs> we it, played Pong. You know, I also played. Yeah, Pong. you know that. Those arcade machines from the 80s that you love in Stranger Things. That was us. That's our generation, bitch. You know, we've been around a long time. Love that. And, yeah, and I, I say, I'm, you know, I talk about my age and say, you know, I, I essentially I'm a middle-aged woman. That That's basically, you know, that is the fact and that's okay. Um, but, yeah, we are here. We're not there should be space for us and mm. and there is a there is definitely a stereotype yeah of the twitch e-girl um and i don't fit that stereotype um and you know oh don't get me wrong if i could make bank <laughs> i absolutely would mm-hmm. you know i i have an only fans it's not active at the moment don't get excited but i have an only fans <laughs> it has made me some money you know and if if i had the body and I could play the system because that's what they're doing. Full fucking power to them. Get sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Are. Okay. Have you met us? Excellent. Um, Multiple times in one <laughs> sentence, if you want to. You know, but I, I have no, I have no hatred towards girls that and women that go out and and utilize that. And you know, as somebody who has posted pictures of her butt on OnlyFans and made some money, I class myself as a sex worker. So, you know it's we're using the system mm-hmm. and if we can use it to our advantage if if we are not being exploited if we are doing it of our own volition and if we are doing it within our own power mm. then yes go go after it and and you know there is the stereotype of the e-girl thanks so much belle Daphine for that um i am not it but i don't have to be it Mm-mm. and neither does anybody else um and it it took courty being in the space and it took me seeing a few other people around the space for me to realize I don't have to like conform to something else and I think part of my journey as a Twitch streamer was um just finding my feet a lot a bit like on TikTok I don't post a lot on TikTok because I'm still figuring out Mm -hmm. who I am on there Mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to do that on Twitch but you can't do it if you're not in it if you're not actually doing stuff, if you're not creating the content, you can't figure it out. Um, so you just have to do it. 
you really do just have to do it and then figure it out and get better and find your space and you know your people um and I've been very lucky that I have found some really great people um I've got mods now I had mods at the beginning who really I didn't really know I shouldn't have some of them shouldn't have been mods um and and I just kind of I think I made them a mod because I thought they were loud in chat and I and I thought they were whoops gonna look after me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't I do that I think that's how I got my sword in place <laughs> <laughs> but you could you know they, I think they were loud in chat they were some of them were from another streamer and um I'm still friends with that streamer but I don't really um sort of take part in their community very much and those people were kind of they didn't stick around. They weren't the right kind of people. Now I have the right kind of people, one of whom, AG, is in chat now. Um, you know, and I have the mods that I have now, I absolutely trust 110%. They've got my back. I've got their back. And I will not take anyone giving them shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some marginalized people in my mods and I'm not going to let them, you know... Uh, be mistreated or anything um, and I'm very very grateful for them I'm very grateful for the community that we're we're building on the Twitch channel and in the Discord um, and I hope that the people that are in there feel that they are able to be fully themselves and let out the kind of goofy side of them from now for you know from every now and again and just be it, have a good time you know mm-hmm. and and we do we do talk about difficult stuff on stream as well um you know my kiddo pops in so we talk about parenting mm. we talk about like i talk a lot about perimenopause because it's <laughs> fucking shit i heard that and i also oh, heard that God. once again this is something that women do not talk about until you're in it and then all of a sudden everybody is so like what the fuck is even going on and yeah. just because yeah. if we would have had some kind of conversation that would have made it easier for everyone but instead we just keep quiet about shit like this until it's too late and everybody is blown out of the fucking mind as to what is the body doing oh. right now mm-hmm. i am not going to be quiet about it i am going <laughs> to shout it that. from the rooftops <laughs> it is absolute hell it is like puberty with experience because you can feel that, that teenage angst yeah you know that teenage angst that you had where you hated everybody mm-hmm. you can feel all of that rage and i'm already and you're like i know menopause for three, three years or so <laughs> and you're just like i know what this is I know what this feeling is. This is fucking hormones and I can't do much about it. I can't like, and you feel like you're watching yourself. You're having an out of body experience while you're having this rage and you can't do anything. All the brain fog, the brain fog that I had, not this uh, period, the period before for a whole week. I had a a week where I had five days of headache and brain fog and two days where I was just a raging mess. Hmm, And that's what what it's like. And you you do feel like you're going crazy. Um, And I am going to talk about it a lot. The mental health side of it is far more disturbing for me than anything that my body physically would go through. I've not had any hot flushes. I don't get it. People get itchy ears. People get tinnitus. Um, Tinnitus? 
Yeah, tinnitus is a legit legit symptom of perimenopause. There's like 50 symptoms. You can have um, like, so you can get itchy ears. You can also get like heat rashes across your body. Um, obviously you get all the normal things that you get with a period. So if your hormones are fluctuating and you get sore boobs, your periods go up and down. Um, you can have longer periods, short periods, no periods. You can spot in between your periods. You can, um, your tendons will hurt. What? Like tendons? you might, yep, your tendons can hurt. Hmm. Headaches, brain fog. Um, what else have I seen? Dry eyes, dry vagina. Um, what else? Dry, itchy skin, which like, these, these are all things that are associated with menopause. I feel like I've been in perimenopause for about 10 years. Literally, yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm like, <laughs> I have itchy ears for a while now. What yeah. the fuck is going it on? Goes, it can start, so they say average age for starting uh, perimenopause is age 40, but you can start up to five, like five years either side of that. Some say seven years either side. And it could go on for between seven and 15 years. Yay. Oh, fuck all of that. Ridiculous. I honestly Absolutely hate ridiculous. that we are, that like, like, this Deep is, breath. this is just <laughs> pissing me the fuck off that yep. we always have the short fucking stick with everything here, right? Like, yep. what, what do they have? hard cock and nothing else or what like a wet dream every now and again and they don't even wash their ass properly you know (laughs) it's just i feel like we could have an entire episode on perimenopause and maybe we will one day (laughs) we need that because i feel i need to get ready for this now Mm -hmm. yeah i I will i will happily happily share like my current experiences of perimenopause with you yes more than happy to do that (sighs) Maybe that it's is a lot. that's something that will happen. <laughs> I feel um, I we need a... to talk about this more because women's mm-hmm. health or people with uteruses is health. Uteri, you know what I mean? Multiple, yeah. the plural of uterus. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit about what is going on with us and our bodies and whatever. And nobody fucking cares. And it's pissing me off. To no end. Do you want to know something else that will piss you off, Monica? Yes, please. <laughs> you know you know how uh, we're taught the symptoms of a heart attack are oh, numb are left arm, chest different pain. Different for women, I know that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that so that's, that's the male symptoms. Yeah. Women's Fuck symptoms are completely that. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If, if, if men had dealt with periods and perimenopause oh, we would there it, would have been solutions and medications yeah. and everything yeah, everything yeah it would all have been solved like 30 40 50 years ago mm-hmm. we wouldn't have any of this happening so yes i will beat the drum about perimenopause i am i am quite uh i do get on my high horse a bit about things that bother me that i don't that I usually things that I'm going through. So um, when I had some serious mental health issues about three years ago, maybe a bit longer, I talked a lot about that. When I went sober, I talked a lot about that and how that actually eased my mental health and helped mm. me a lot. Um, and now it's perimenopause and we just don't talk about it enough. I think there's a lot more coming out now as the perception and portrayal of women, particularly in the media, um, through shows through actors actresses through journalists everybody is like 
women are not phased out. We don't magically hit 40 and disappear from public life anymore. <laughs> you know, Davina's written a book about it. Madonna is 60 odd and challenging, still challenging people's perceptions of what a woman is and whether you're, you know, she she would be chastised if she'd let herself grow old without any plastic surgery mm. as much as she is chastised for having plastic surgery. She can't win. Women can't win anyway. Um, but as women are getting older and being more publicly seen, they are talking about it more and they, and, and they are setting the, the, you know, they are taking up space for all of us coming. Um, and I think that that's a very strong part of everything that I do if I don't make this better who is coming behind me mm. who is following behind me how have I helped them if I haven't challenged this if I haven't tried to make it better mm. and whether it's perimenopause whether it's inclusive um, communities whether it's you know challenging the school system for the benefit of my son um, challenging the patriarchy for the benefit of my son yeah, because it damages that. him yeah as much if not more I think people you know. and men mostly, I guess, would realize that when women go on and not marginalized groups go on about the patriarchy, it's not about wanting to harm them. It's something that also benefits them. But they're just, yeah. there's just, that's not, there's no understanding of that anywhere. No. If, if you're, if you're a, a, um, a child who goes to school and is told that something is restricted to one gender or another and it is frowned upon for you as a uh as a boy um to have nail varnish what kind of you know what kind of uh message is that sending you know or if you go in as a girl with short hair or you go in and you say actually i'm neither of those things i don't want to be known as a girl or a boy i'm just you know, I'm me. just me, mm-hmm. and and I wear the clothes that I want to wear. And if if your school try and force you into a uniform of one gender or another, you know that that's not helpful, and that's not giving that child their rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at the way the schools, um, in general, um, now treat children of primary school age and the amount of homework that they have to process and I'm a bit like why and and it's nothing to do with the children it's because the teachers have to get them through the sat so that the school gets a good result that's all it is that's all it is and it's not it's not the teachers have been put in this system um and the children are you know I went to university I didn't do primary school homework you know it's it's just it's ridiculous mm-hmm. i mean that that's a whole other rant but like um you know teachers unfortunately some of them in my experience reinforce those stereotypical um patriarchal role models yeah. um and you know they they enforce children to toe the line and be good children and you know and Fit if you're mold. a good child yeah fit the mold exactly um when it 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 comes back to the thing if if we judged everybody on how they climbed a tree a fish would never get an a Mm. you know Mm. a monkey would but a fish wouldn't yeah and if you tried to (laughs) ask a monkey to hold its breath it would not also do very well yeah so it yeah i find a lot of that traditional setup around the patriarchy Mm. and 
the rest of it all very com- very confrontational um and we should just burn it all down frankly <laughs> i agree <laughs> absolutely i'd be here for that Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. Do you have time, Demi, um, for a few questions from the community? Yes, of course. Wonderful. Um, so we had two questions come in on Twitter. One very serious and one less serious, but I'm going to ask you anyways because I would like to know the answer. Um, so the first one came from Syrup KOC. Uh, Demi, as a fellow content creator, how do you gather the motivation to continue creating? I've hit a pretty bad wall and I don't know how to get back into the groove of creation. Any tips? Oh, I think we might have... I think some of this podcast has probably covered a lot of that about giving yourself that headspace to to find that creative urge. And it, I think taking a break is sometimes a really solid answer. Um, if you cannot force yourself with content creation, because it, I, I definitely was, was forcing myself before Christmas. I was poorly and I did Dragonflight launch. And then about six weeks later, I got poorly again and I had to take time off work because I was ill because I'd just not taken the time off to start with because I'd forced myself to keep streaming, keep working. And then my computer couldn't handle it. And then I was like, okay, well, I am now on a forced break. And what that has done is enabled me to, like I said before, go away, think about it all, plan how I want it to actually look and then come back. Um, So I, I definitely think taking a break and within that break saying to yourself i am going to use this to just empty my mind like i'm not going to think about anything and then the creativity will start to come Mm -hmm. back um i also think in terms of creation in streaming and podcasting is to go and see what other people are doing Mm -hmm. and not to compare yourself negatively but to get ideas um there's a couple of streamers that i have learned a lot from just watching um so Corey misseldine um is a very very good at um monetizing the different channels he will disagree with me um, i know he will disagree with me um but he's very good at monetizing the different channels and i've learned a lot from him about especially as a british person not being afraid to ask for money um so I, I've learned a lot from him. I've also learned from some other very big streamers, who I won't name because it's not fair, that don't monetize themselves. And, you can, and I kind of think, well, how do, you, how do you make your money? Where does your income come from? Because no merchandise, no um, other, you know, they might do YouTube and Twitch, but they don't have any merchandise and they don't have any Patreon and they don't, you know, and those things all, they can all add up. Um, so go and see what other streamers are up to um, and other podcasters and treat it as a, like a day in school, really. Mm-hmm. Just be like, what can I learn? What can this person teach me? And quite often you can watch people and they can be utter shit. And you can learn, well, that's what I don't want to do. And then you'll go along and find somebody else. There's a guy, I think his name, I'm sure I'm going to get this wrong. I think his name is Metal Benji. I'm not sure. And I can't remember who. I think it was an OK Mage stream that raided him. And he'd had his whole system die. And he was resetting his entire stream with all of its interaction. And that's where I was like, I want this level of interaction. Mm -hmm. it was bonkers but just 
all those kinds of things like take a step back and then when you do come back sorry when you are ready build in some time so that you're not doing the content creation all the time mm. um which is what i've learned like i going from four nights to three nights with an optional um you know an optional night um it's given me much more headspace mm -hmm. it's enabled me to go and enjoy other people's streams and to build in that time to do the stuff that is gives me that creative headspace really mm. um and and hanging out and having fun in other streams and on other podcasts and just yeah um so give yourself a bit of a break take some time and then reschedule it when you come back that you give yourself that that headspace on an ongoing basis i would say it's really mm. important yeah that's really really great advice and i see a lot of general people in chat advice. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah general life advice for sure yeah. no so helpful everything in balance yeah <laughs> it's like not always panda. easy though yeah um, and our final question, I think it's a pretty good one to end on, came from Titan's Creed. And uh, Pete wants to know, why are you so cool? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at this one and I was like, you know what? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking cool. And other times I'm like, no, it's not. I'm not. I'm really not. And it's like, I think it's like with everybody, we all have moments where we feel like we're the mutts nuts and then we all have moments where we feel like we're really nothing very special. Um, I I spent a long time in my 20s and 30s feeling not very special at all. Um, and I sort of reclaimed myself. Um, and I think I've managed to surround myself with people that I think are pretty cool and that kind of uplift me and inspire me and it takes a lot to get to a point where you don't give a fuck but once you get there it's it's really valuable um and i i think cool is just it it's very subjective because we're all geeks and we're all in the same sort of space and content creation and podcasting and all the rest of it it's easy for us to look at each other and go, oh, that person's so cool. But if I went out on that, like down my local high street, they'd just be like, who the fuck are you? We don't know who you are, you crazy woman. Also Get out of here. you interested in, what the fuck is that? Because, yeah. I mean, if like, we're really honest, like in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of the world of things, we are not the cool ones. <laughs> no, like, I'm a geek, for goodness yeah. sake. You know, <laughs> literally, we're not the cool ones. We weren't the cool ones at high school. You know, we also weren't the ones who peaked at high school, thankfully. Um, but yeah, it. I think it, it's a subjective term. And whilst I very much appreciate the compliment, um, I try and keep my feet on the ground by knowing that none of my family or my oldest friends understand what I do. And they just think I'm a straight up nerdy geek. And that's fine. And if I'm cool within the geek circles, then I will take that. <laughs> I love that. And also, like, I think that it is cool that we are all cool. And like, because really, what is the definition of cool, right? Like, we're cool because we want to be. Yeah. That works. <laughs> uh, this has been just an incredible episode. I've loved chatting with you, Demi. I've loved hearing your thoughts and loved all of Moni's insights as well. Um, before we close up. I'm, you know, 
we, we actually have this question at the end of all of our interviews and it's like what advice would you give someone interested in this but i think this entire episode has been advice like it has been fucking <laughs> awesome like everything that you have said has just been like i wish i had my own notepad so that i was taking notes the entire time like <laughs> top tier <laughs> um so before we close up um is there anything else that you'd like to to say to bring up to chat about um i think there, there is one thing and you two probably won't um I hope you don't mind me saying this, but your podcast is a little touchstone for me. Um, and I think back to the first episode that kind of made me um, really like sit up and pay attention was the one with uh, Professor Tlaib. Um And it's what you're doing is important and please keep doing it. And thank you. Okay. Well, we didn't ask you that question to make us cry. <laughs> <laughs> No, Don't I'm worry, not trying I'm not to make crying. you cry. I think, <laughs> but I think it, it's important when when you're doing stuff that makes a difference that you are that people remember to tell you that because often they don't, and it's just assumed that you know, and we don't always know. So you know, people have said things nice things to me, and I think it's important that when I've had a good experience and I've learned something and appreciated somebody's content creation and the space that they've created that I tell them too so well thank you very much um that was very kind and unexpected and <laughs> Moni doesn't do very well with comments and I don't either um but Moni does it by by deflecting and I just get really awkward and talk too much so thank you so much <laughs> um where can our lovely listeners find you on this worldwide web that we're all calling home pretty much everywhere under at Demetanoth, which is d-e-m-e-t-e-r-n-o-t-h or you can find me on i think instagram and tiktok i'm demeter does because i fucked up my own name no. and set up i set up accounts under like an email and then like didn't remember what email i'd set it up under so couldn't log back in so i had to change anyway yeah twitch Twitter are the main two, and that's Demetanoth. Um, and I'll be streaming tonight, uh, probably in like hour and a half-ish. I might start a bit early, because I'm doing the Hardcore Classic Challenge in WoW at the moment. Nice. It's very scary. Mm. So yeah, so those are the, the, the Twitter and Twitch are probably the best um, best places to catch me. And, and catch my gems of shit posts. I do shit post. Um, and, and occasionally a bit of a rant and sometimes something funny and sometimes something heartfelt, you know? The full gamut of human experience. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> On the platform that we're all hating and loving and hating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hating and um, loving and hating it. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll put links to all of your all of your social media and your Twitch in our show notes as well. Um, so... If you didn't get a chance or you're not sure how to spell Demeter Noth, even though she spelled it out, just click on the links in the show notes because that they will take you there. <laughs> Thank um, you so much for yeah. your time and all your great, great insight today. It was so cool. This was a oh, great Thank episode. you very much for having me. Thank you it's for been a being pleasure. here. Yay. Um, and we will see you next week on Geek Herring for another amazing episode. Bye. 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 If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 